Aloha, and welcome to another Candid Conversation. Today we continue our discussion with Metz Kramer on the digital dealership. The next chapter, I guess, is strategy. We've done our market segmentation of our audience. We know what the needs and wants are of various segments. What do we do with that? Well, like you said in the last segment, uh, it's about needs and wants. So now that you understand or have a way to find in your audience uh, a group of contacts, um, then you can decide when you have something to sell, which segment fits those needs or has the, the needs and wants that fit that product. You know, um, way back when I was running service at the dealership, we would have like a very one size fits all kind of metric, you know, sell mark contracts with everything. And then when I started visiting customers um, with some of the sales reps, you start to realize that one size doesn't fit all because some don't even understand what a mark really means. All they see is a giant number. This contract is worth half a million dollars and it sees no value. And so for each customer, as we looked at service, we had to look at, you know, what is the service product that best fits this customer? And then from a pure marketing perspective, is like which customers in general fit this product type? Well, last segment, we talked a little bit about the do it with me, do it for me, do it myself types customers. That segment help, helps you understand, should you be sending a information package to that customer about the, the technician capability and hourly rates, or should you be sending them a package on mark contracts? And that, that, that kind of leads us to the fact that you're going to have to have a strategy for service, another strategy for parts, another strategy for rentals, another strategy for equipment, perhaps a strategy for finance. Yep. It's more complicated, isn't it? It is. But that's what computers help you do. I agree. But let me, let me come up further in the helicopter. I, if I look at the equipment dealer world, I don't see a lot of dealers that have a marketing department. Uh, no, unfortunately, most dealers um, have an advertising department. Ah, there you go. And and the, the definition of marketing has very often been forgotten. I, I ended up in a conference one year for a manufacturer, and they said, we're going to do a, a group working session on marketing. And all they sent were two junior people from the advertising department who wanted to know if the brochures were adequate. Now, if we go back to the definition of marketing or in, in like some of the simple ways to remember uh, the four, something like the four P's, product, placement, price, and promotion, most people only have the promotion, the advertising piece. Um, but the really important part of marketing is defining the product and then the placement where do you want to place it and and this discussion on audience and segmentation is all about the placement and the product and matching those up properly and if i have a bunch of people who have you know are large contractors with mechanics then for that i want to place in front of that piece of my audience a product 
that matches their needs and wants rather than something that doesn't. And especially in the digital world when it's so easy to flood out a ton of information, if you're just hitting everyone with the same message, you're going to fatigue segments that don't match the product that you're sending out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I get a little bit more pointed. I define marketing as anything and everything that helps facilitate the sale of a something to someone. And the four Ps, product, price, place, and, and promotion, have been replaced in, in universities now with a thing called SIVA, Mm-hmm. So solution, information, value, and access. It's the same thing as just changing the words. It's kind of like industrial engineering becomes TQM, et cetera. You know, change the term and yeah, charge yeah. more. But the the uh, that was being cynical, not factual. The the uh, the the interesting thing about marketing and is exactly what you just said. Most people think it's advertising and promotion. It's brochures. It's conventions. It's trade shows. Um, it's it's marketing needs that. to be, yeah. Mar- marketing needs to be a continuous piece of the business. It's what you when you build your business plan for the business when you started it. You wrote a, it was hugely based on marketing. You understand, you know, the market, the product, what you want to sell, and you you build your whole business on it. And then people forget to do their marketing. But marketing, you know, you, you say it's everything that helps support the sale of something. It really should be the it is the strategic cornerstone of all of most all of your operations. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, and, it, and it should be changing. Where are you selling parts? Well, you sell them over the counter. In 2021, why aren't you selling parts online? I, I asked this at a recent conference that I spoke at, and I said, "Put up your hands if you sell parts on your website, any of them," and not a single one put their hands up. And yet we had a presentation on how Amazon is coming for your business because they're already selling your parts online. They're not doing it well yet, but they're already doing it. Yeah. And, it you know, I, I can list off the brands that you can buy parts on Amazon for equipment, but I, I'm, I'm not going to do that just yet. But <laughs> what becomes interesting is one of the major brands in construction equipment had a storefront and started selling parts online in 1990. Yep. And the big fight that took place, and there was a pause caused by it, was it was parts that got sold out of the dealer's territory. So yep. that area responsibility and the contractual limitations, et cetera, hit the, the front real quick. And in the 30-odd years since, I cannot find one equipment dealer that sells 10% of their parts on the internet, not one. And I'm being very generous when I say 10, it's two or three or 4% typically, if any. That, that That's kind of stunning to me. Well, it's, it's, it, it's, it's dangerous as hell. You know, you and I talked about the, the fact that millennials buy 40% of the millennials buy everything on the internet, everything, food, everything. Yep. And the part that makes that scary is that 72% of the people responsible for purchasing in business in America today are millennials. Correct. And is it is that not a message that's getting across to people? So the strategy, one of the strategies should be, okay, how how do you want to how do you want to deal with me? Right. Do you want to come to my store? Do you want to use a telephone? Do you want to use 
what we're calling glass systems, screens, computers. Yeah. And and our dealer management systems, I, I wrote a blog last week and Alex Schusler and I talked about it. We're going from paper to glass without changing any of the blasted processes. Oh yeah, I remember that one. I commented on it. <laughs> yeah, it's it, but isn't it true? It's very true. People emulate what they do. They they think the way but when they set up online part sales, they think like it's the parts counter. You still have to go through all the same steps. You know, it's not it's not rethinking how would you do, would you do this if you had a completely different way to do it. You know, it's still you know, like you said, paper paper to glass or electronic hammer and nails yeah. instead of rethinking we attach things you know yeah exactly one of the things that was interesting to me made some business in the consulting world for me back in the 90s was one of the manufacturers bought a financial reporting package yeah they bought a license for every single one of their dealers and i it, it was a wonderful package very comprehensive gave you access you you could get pnls to shop tools if you wanted to and I was contracted with several of this brand's dealers to help them with the implementation. And to a dealer, every single one of them duplicated everything they had in their old system. Yep. And they threw out all of the benefits that were possible with the new system. It, yep. You know, it's, it's change res resistance is real. Yep. You know, the example I used before paper to glass was this, the steam engine to electric engine and it, it takes a generation and in that paper to glass article i talked about that was a generation that's a hundred odd plus years ago today computer systems paper to glass that's three generations so far and we haven't done it yet yep do we have the same problem with strategy if we don't have marketing departments at dealerships other than for advertising and promotion and trade shows etc who, who the hell drives strategy well, that's what we need to do. I mean, that's of what course. dealers need to think about because as we do the, the, the last generation of advertising, marketing, uh, and try and bring that into the, the current world, um, we're seeing the same thing. And I've spoken to people from dealers and say, you know, yeah, we have an advertising department or a social media department, and they're all the way over there and they don't talk to anyone. And it's like, so they're missing the entire, they're, they're doing social media like they were doing print advertising just going to the platforms and posting the same kind of stuff that they were posting on in the magazines they're now posting it on social and they're thinking that 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 is going digital whereas if you really talk to people doing digital marketing the social media marketing is about uh person-to-person -person engagement you know you you want to be able to have your customers see being social content about their their sales rep because that builds the relationship and and changes that customer's perspective of their sales rep you know so you need to come up with a different way to think about what your advertising department working you know with social media should be thinking about they have to think differently you know and at the same time i see dealers who have their sales rep spending 20% 30% of their time creating social media content because they know it's important and they want to be out there, but they're doing the work of the advertising department because the two are disconnected. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's actually worse than that. Our, our, 
internet web page designers. If you look at equipment dealers, you line up 100 dealers and go look at their web page. It's almost identical. Just change the colors, change the content, words. Yep. But the, the, the stance is the same. And I used to tease um, back in the 80s when the Internet first came that we wanted to put the dealership up on the Internet. And everybody wanted to, you know, it was an ego game. Here we are. You know, I'm the dealer of so-and-so in such and such a territory. And it used to Steinfeld and yada, 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 you know. And, yeah. and then and then we added equipment. And, oh, we added video and audio. And we could see the machine driving around. This is really cool. Um, but it, it never went anywhere. If I'm less than 10%, it's kind of like, what do you do with a dead horse? Get a stronger whip, you know. Or, <laughs> or, or, yeah, or change riders, you know. And. We, we, we don't have a clear vision. It's, it's almost like the industry is still won by baby boomers when millennials have taken their place. But we just don't, we either don't want it to be true or we're in denial or something. But this has got to be great for your business to be able to go in, like you say, looking at UCC filings because they weren't doing that, were they? Some people, um, aren't doing it some people will buy all of the data and not know what to do with it um they just you know they spend a few thousand dollars and buy it and then they don't build a strategy from it so yeah i, I ran a, a couple of weeks ago i i ran a workshop exactly on this and i have a worksheet to share to walk dealers through just rethinking this like this stuff is fundamental and and it's you don't need to be technical or digital or a millennial to understand it it's just taking the time to rethink how you're approaching this part of the business. And, and the heart of it is understand who the people are that you're going to talk to. And for each group, create a message that fits and put it in the place where they're looking. If you're selling brakes, it's great to put a billboard at the end of the road at the stop sign. But for all the other products, there is a, a great place to position it digitally and and find ways. And there are tools to make sure that the right people are seeing it and it's not being shown to everyone. That's a, that's a pretty good summary of what the strategy should be. And that's probably where we should stop for this particular discussion. Um, anything you want to add to that conclusion? You know, just just do the work. Like if, if people want a, a copy of the worksheet that I put together for that session, I'll happily send it out. Um, but it's it's a simple couple of hours of work um, to walk through it. But just like you said, the, the dealership needs analysts. Um, the dealership needs to have someone who's a true marketer, head of marketing or whatever you want to call it, the person. Um, but you need to think marketing. If we're going to keep the dealership ahead uh, as the market continues to change. That's a good place and a good way to stop it, Mets. Thank you very much. I think this has been very beneficial. Um, Thanks, Rob. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We appreciate your support. Should you have any thoughts or comments, please don't hesitate to contact us at www.learningwithoutscars.com. The time is now. Mahalo.